city has a purpose, not only in South Africa, but in the nations. Mm. This place has a residue of the glory of God that is called to change the nations. Yeah. Uh, we prophesied there numerous times. We've caused problems here, just prophesying stuff, because they're not problems, good problems. Shifting things that needed to move here, because God wants to unlock the treasure that's in this community and in the saints that are in this community. Amen. I'm not here. I, I, I have nothing to gain being here, personally. I just want to partner with the body of Christ. I pastor a congregation, and I love when people, when I bring ministers in, that say they're not here just to do their thing, but they're there to partner with me and to help me in my community and help me do what we're called to do. I, I'm reading this, I'm saying, come on, Jesus. Yeah. This, is, this is transformation. This is cultural shift. And the heart of the Lord is in your vision. And I love that. And empowering the saints. My, my, my mission statement in my church is equipping the saints everyone to minister. Because I believe that everybody has a call and a purpose. I, I have a prophetic ministry in the sense that we, we, we hear the Lord and we train our people to hear God. Because uh, my job as a pastor gets a lot easier if my people will hear God. And I don't have to be the director. I just the one who can help coach them in what the Lord is saying in their lives. For each one of you, and for this, this is the name of your ministry right here, Kingdom House, right? Kingdom Embassy House. Embassy House. Yeah. Uh, God has intersected your life here for this season. Amen. And uh, very important, Psalms 139.16 says, All the days about your life are written in a book before there was ever one of them. And I believe that there is books of heaven that were written about you before you were ever born. Thank you, Jesus. You have a destiny and you have a purpose. And our job as believers in Christ is to find that script, yeah. what was written about us, and get on script. Problem is, saints tend to like to write their own scripts. They want to marry who they want to marry. They want to live where they want to live. They want to go to ministry where they want to go. And if it's outside of what God wrote for us, we start having problems. Yes. Then we go to prayer and say, God, what's wrong with my life? God says, I wrote something greater for you. Then you I have a greater purpose for you. Right. If you'll just get into my plans, your life's going to be a lot easier. Right. And that's, what, that's my intersection of life is I always try to find what God has written for me. And so if he wrote something for you, it says in some, Acts 17 that the very places you should live were ordained of the Lord. So God did not punish you by making you live in South Africa, right? Mm -hmm. He loves South Africa. He Amen. didn't punish you by putting you in Durban. Why? Because he loves Durban. And if you don't like living where you, you are, you need to seek the Lord as to what the issue is. Why, why do I have to live in this city? Why can't I live here? Why can't I do this? See, you're starting to challenge God's purpose. Purpose. You. We're born and you're yet. challenging those yet. things because you, like, you want more comfort. You want things that make it easier for you in life. Fact is, you have a purpose here. When yeah. I moved to the city that I'm in, I moved from a, a big state called Texas. Texas is the biggest state in America. 
It's best, it's best in everything, just about. And I moved to the poorest state in the nation, mm. who was ranked worst in education, mm. worst in economics, mm. worst in, I went from the best to the worst. Mm. And I said, Lord, you have made a huge mistake. Mm. This mm. state shouldn't be in America. <laughs> this should be in some third world country somewhere. And I said, how do I get out of here? That was my plan. How do I get out of the place God ordained for me? And then the Lord just, I met this man who had a love for the city. He had a ministry that he was touching the city with. And he, he asked me to lunch. And he began to birth in me a heart and a love for a community and a state. And all of a sudden I saw the city and the vision in a different way. Because when you start seeing it the way God sees it, you can fall in love with it. Yeah. There's always hardships in any community. There's always hardships in a region. But the fact is, we're not there to be under the hardship. We're there to be a difference in the hardship. And to make a difference. And you guys, and what you're birthing, you're helping us the ministry here now. You know? Mm, four months. Four months old? Yeah, yeah. This is awesome. So y'all are like babies right we're now. We're like you're infants. And, uh, and you're trying to find your path right now. You're trying to find your way. Yeah. But God wrote before each one of you born. Mm. I promise you, we're looking at a book, in the book. This is written, Kingdom House. Amen. And your name is written right by it. Your address is written right there. Amen. If you're wondering why you're here, it's because God wrote it before you were ever born. Jesus. So you're intersecting with that moment. Amen. Right so in that moment, we have this peace and this assurance that I'm right where I'm supposed to be at the right time in the right place. That's the greatest peace you can have in your life. There are two big mistakes you can make in life that I've always found as a pastor 20 plus years. Marrying the wrong person and living in the wrong city. Hey, of course. Hopefully that doesn't mean anything to anybody. <laughs> All right? <laughs> because those are very important. Because if you marry the wrong person, then you're on a track with that person. That's why God told Israel not to marry the outsider. Because he says you'll follow their gods. Mm. Right? So that's why he warned me. He wasn't a racist. God had a purpose. He said, you need to be with your like kind. You need to be with those who serve the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And, Jacob. and that's why Paul tells us to marry within the within the, those who are yeah. in, right? But he also, I think it's deeper than that. I'm spirit-filled. I have the Holy Ghost in me, right? Amen. I speak in tongues. I do all the things. If it's a Baptist when I raised, I was told not to do. Amen. Right? So I was in a ministry that my gift and my call wasn't going to fit. Because they didn't agree with what I was doing. So I received the right foot of fellowship. Mm. You know what that is, you know? You're out of here, Jack. You know, you've got to move. And so sometimes God's got to kick us out to get us in His will. Yeah. You understand that? So I was called to ministry at age 14. I came to a meeting. I'll never forget us Baptists. Anybody here raised Baptist? Baptist. You ever know what Baptists are? We know what Baptists are. They they know about God. That's what I did. I knew about God, but I didn't know God. Okay? Anyway, and so my mom got spirit filled. She found the Holy Spirit, which was illegal in the Baptist church. Oh my God. Because as far as they were concerned, the Holy Spirit didn't speak, he didn't talk, he didn't move anymore. And so, uh, anyway, she drugged me to a meeting in a room much like this. They were using somebody else's building. And I've never been this it's a packed building about this size crowd. And this guy got up there and he was a prophet. Never heard of a prophet. Didn't know there was any prophets. Only prophets I knew was Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Isaiah. These are the prophets I knew. I did not know that a living person could be a prophet. Hey. 
So there I was. And this guy, uh, I'm 14 years old, have no clue what I'm called. I love the Lord. Had no clue what I was going to do with my life. And I remember he preached a great message, but at the end he stopped. And I'm going to do this every minute. I'm going to pray for some of you. And he picked people out. And the first person he picked out was me, a little 14-year-old boy sitting in the back. He said, young man, stand up. And I said, yes, sir. And I'm scared because I got the whole room looking at me. I didn't know what was about to happen. He starts telling me details about my life that nobody knew but my parents and me. Hmm. I'm getting nervous. I'm thinking, who is he, CIA? What, I mean, is he a secret <laughs> service? Is he something else? He know all this stuff. I didn't know God would tell somebody about your life. Hmm. Because I didn't think that would happen. And he looked at me and he, son, he said, son, you're going to be a pastor. He said, you'll travel the nations and you'll preach all around the world. Wow. And he started telling me everything that I'm doing today at 14 years old. So that was my first clue that I had a script about my life. I'm thinking, wait a minute. You had a destiny for me even before I was born. That sounds like some scripture I read. Yeah, Jeremiah. It says, before you were in your mother's womb, I, I separated you. you and I called you. I set you aside to be a prophet to the nations. Mm. And I said, Lord, I told my preachers told me that was only for the people in the Bible. Mm. And, I, and now I realize it's, it's beyond that. Mm. That means this Bible's alive. You know, this word's alive. It's alive. And I, and I, I used to do that to my teachers, my Baptist teachers. I'd, I'd say to them, I'd open the scripture and I'd say, what about this? And like 1 Corinthians 12 and the gifts. I said, what about that? When do we do that? Mm. And they'd go, son, uh, that was for another time. I said, I know, but I keep reading it. He goes, son, you don't need to be reading that. Hey. That's pretty scary when the hmm. preacher's telling you not to read the not Bible. Not to read the Bible. He says something like this. That'll get you in trouble. <laughs> you know what? He's right. I've been in trouble ever since I read that. I'm talking about good trouble, right? So I did start my journey, and I, I got to a place where I, I couldn't wait to tell everybody. Because something inside of me left. Because, it, because I realized that's something that God birthed in me before I was born. And the fact that you're here right now in this ministry, obviously something moved in your spirit and yes. said, this is where I should be. Yes. Something left. And what that is, what jumped inside of you was what was written about you. Because it was written there before you ever got here. Yeah. And so all of a sudden you walk in that place and go, I'm right where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. One of my trips to South Africa many years ago, uh, I was going to Cape Town, and I mean, I traveled about half the year, and so I was tired. It's a 16-hour flight from America to Johannesburg, and I had to get a flight from there to Cape Town. The same, I was tired as an understatement. But I, I, I didn't want to come, but not because I didn't want to be here, but because I was so tired and traveling so much. And I said, Lord, I think I made a mistake. I shouldn't be this tired. I shouldn't be in South Africa this time, but I'm going because they asked me to come. Lord, I wasn't sure. And I remember they took me to my hotel room there at Cape Town. And I walked in the room and I looked around and I said, oh my gosh. All I had a dream uh, about a few months earlier. And in my dream, I was in this room and I looked out the window and I saw this mountain that looked flat on the my top. My goodness. And so I walked in there, and they had that, what they call table? Table mountain. Table mountain, right? Yeah. I walk in, I look out the windows, hotel room, and there's that mountain right there, the room. Everything is exactly like my dream. Yeah. And I said, I repent. Amen. 
Before I was born, this room was yes. destined for me to be born. Oh, yes. Not just a room, that room. This this Not room. just a time, that time. That time. I was in sync with God. Yes. And my joy here tonight is to get you guys in sync with, with God. what God is doing in this oh. What God's doing in this oh. in your purpose of your life. You need to have a great joy knowing that you're with the right people at the right time in the right city. Yeah. Because when you're there, you have the assurance and you can have faith that what God is going to do, He's going to do through you. Yes. Each and every one of us, He has a purpose for here. Wow. And we need everybody to get here. So my journey comes here, right? So my journey is from a city in, in Louisiana called Shreveport. You know, unusual name is named after a man. That's why it's unusual. And there was a great minister back in the 1940s and 50s named William Branham. Mm -hmm. And he was based out of my city, Shreveport. Wow, That's where okay. he would minister out of. He had his ministry there. And while he was there, he had a vision. He had a vision of coming to Durban. Mm -hmm. And the Lord told him that when he would come here, the greatest miracles that had ever been seen would happen when he came here. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and what he saw, he saw a mass of people, but he didn't see one group of people. He saw the nations. Yeah. He saw black, white, all different colors, all different tribes and nations. That's mm. what he saw. So in those days, in the 1950s, the only way you could come to South Africa as a minister, some other ministry had to invite you and help you get a visa to get here. And then they were responsible for you. And you couldn't do anything outside of what they wanted you to do. Mm. That's the way it was back in the 1950s. So he shared this vision from my city about Durban. And there was somebody that heard it that knew a ministry here in South Africa. It's called Apostolic Faith, Faith Mission. Does that sound familiar? Yeah. Okay, is it still AFM. alive? Yeah, they're still alive. alive. <laughs> okay, so at one time it was all white, is that correct? It was no. all white no. before, yes. Before, but it's now 25 about a million. Okay. At that time, it was all white. Yeah. Okay, at that time, 1951. Yeah. So he comes, they take it to Johannesburg first, and, and they kept taking it to all white churches. Mm. And he kept telling them, this is not what I saw. Mm. This is not what God wants to do in this nation alone. Mm. Now, that's the part that we understand that why that was going on at that time. Mm. And so... Uh, so he got to this place and they kept taking the city and after city all over the nation. And he kept saying, no. He said, when are you going to stop taking me to white churches? I am called to speak to the nation of yeah. this place. That's what God said. God loves every the person nation. in this country. He had this cry in his heart to do that. And he fought them. They literally fought him. They would argue all night long. And they said, no, we're going to go here. And he says, that's not what God said. God said this. But because of the rules and the laws of that time, he had no choice. Now, I'm not blaming. This is 1951. That's a long time ago. They were functioning in the revelation that they had at that time. Okay? They were racist in, in a lot of ways at that time. But they didn't know any different. That's not justify it. But they were, that's just where they were. I'm not here to judge that. And finally, he said, we got the, Dur the Durban. And they got here and they went to the Grable Racetrack. That's where the meetings were. I think there was over 80,000 people at the meeting. Mm, mm, mm. And when he looked out, he saw every tongue and tribe and nation. Yeah. This was the only city in the country that allowed different races to be in one place. This was it. So this place carries a DNA to bring racial reconciliation to the nation. 
That's what this place carries. And you are supposed to be a part of that plan. Amen. God wouldn't put you here to be separatists here. He yeah. put you here to bring a faith and a unity in this house. Amen. I want to speak this over King and Embassy House. And you'll see every tribe, tongue, and nation in, in this room. Name. Wherever y'all meet, it will not just be your own people, mm. but it will be all people. I say, yes, Lord, I, as a white person, I say, I want to be attracted to this place. Yes, I, want to be, I want to walk with these people. Mm. I want to be willing to sit under somebody who's a different race than me. That I don't have a problem coming under my brother. Mm. I don't have a problem because why? He's a man of God. And God does not see that color of his skin. He sees him as a man of God. Amen. You know, I... I have this heart for what God's doing here because there's a connection here. Yeah. So the Lord told me, he said, you need to get to Durban. Mm. And I said, okay. So I begged Natasha, our apostle Natasha, please get me there, please. Mm. And so she met the Billy and, uh, uh, and so the Billy set it up and so we came here. Mm. So we met with different groups. The first place you took me to was your city hall. Yeah. And we went in there and prayed. And uh, so he said, I need you to pray. This guy, what's his name? works with uh, the prayer center with all the city prayer. Russell. Russell. Okay, Russell. 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 Uh, Curtis. Yeah, Russell, Russell Curtis. Curtis. Okay. And he's part of a thing called Citywide Prayer. City Story. City Story. Okay, okay. I know the City Story. Okay. I know the City Story. So, I didn't know the Anyway, he takes me in there and he goes, can you just pray in here? So we started praying in the mm. government halls. He let me sit where the mayor sits. Mm. Sat in the mayor's seat. We started praying in the, in the chambers in there. Mm. God started speaking to us about the corruption of your city. Oh, started speaking to us about all the different hey, things. We sat in his chair. Oh. At that time, this was many years ago, we sat there and the Lord said, pray, this man gets removed from office. Hey, we see need to deal with the corruption of this city. Yeah. So we started doing stuff like that. Mm. We started breaking it. He did get removed from office. Mm. Uh, we prayed one time the Lord said to me that God was going to bring the winds of change here and fire was going to burn up the religious spirit of this area. And right that as went, I was flying out in the city uh, called Jesus Dome, caught on fire and burned down while we were flying out of here. They blamed me for it. It was not my fault. I promise you. I, but I felt it was a picture that God was going to burn up what we were calling religion in this city. And from my understanding, that ministry has really thrived from that moment. They actually, actually brought They're coming the back up, yeah. Started, some good things started from that. So God can thank God for insurance. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> Cover stuff like that. Yeah. But I felt like God was speaking some things in that area. And so we felt that way. And so I went to City Story. And they brought me in a room with all these people part of that. And I shared in the story of what happened here. Which they had no history of. They knew nothing about. Hmm. And so, and here's what happened during those meetings in 1951. In those meetings, Brother Brown began to minister. And the, and the church was together there. There were so many miracles. Hmm. They said that they had... Three lorries a night would fill with, with crutches and wheelchairs to be taken out of there every single night of the meetings. They would find idols in the seats when the people left. They had broken their idols and things like that and just left them in their seats because so many people were being born again every single night. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. Revival was breaking out here. It was moving and thriving. And uh, it was supposed to, the Lord told me he was supposed to be here for two weeks. That's what the Lord told him in a vision. And he began to, and it began to grow. But those leaders of that movement began to be agitated, and they said they were, they said we're stopping the meetings. Mm. 
And he said, no, don't do this, brothers. This is not what the Lord said was supposed to happen. Mm. And they said, no, you're overshadowing all our pastors. Mm. We can't have that. And so we want you to go to their churches. We don't want it to be in this big meeting. He said, but this is what the Holy Spirit says. This is what he said to do. And they refused. He fought them all night long. He would fight them all night long, these, these religious leaders. Until finally they shut the meeting down. He got very violently ill here. The Lord told him if he didn't do the will of God, he wouldn't get ill here. He almost died when he went home from what he got here. So I'm telling you, he carried something in his spirit for this area. And so get this, my congregation hmm. is a is a plan from that ministry. Amen. So the Lord put it on my heart to get here to reopen this well. Oh Jesus. Yes. Not just me, but the guys we've been working yeah. with as yeah. well. And then when I told the city story this story, they were all in the room just dumbfounded. I mean, they just sat there and like, oh my God, we had no clue. Mm. And so now they have started a monthly prayer meeting at Grable. Yes. They start praying there every month because they want to see this thing open. Oh, so we Jesus. prayed this weekend up at the conference for this. There was a vision of this at the conference this weekend mm. and that the Lord said the winds of change are coming again. Thank you, Jesus. To deal with this issue again mm. and to begin to open and complete what was started here, mm. which, was a, which was key for me because I needed to hear that. I needed to hear that God wanted to do this thing again. Yeah. And He wanted to open this well. Now, what this ministry did is it functioned not only just physical healing and salvation, but it, it was called the voice of healing. And what it meant was that God spoke prophetically what needed to be healed. Mm. Okay? So, when he operated his gift, now he's not a perfect man, okay? Mm. There's a lot of controversy about this. Many people follow William Brennan in an unhealthy way. Mm. A very unhealthy way. There's a ministry here I went to, and they almost worship him. Literally, mm. they take his sermons and chapter and verse and mm. literally worship him. It's mm. unhealthy. I'm here to tell you that. So I'm not uplifting him. Mm. I'm just telling you he was used of God while he was here. Yeah. Alright? And so when we were, we were doing that and I, I felt like God wanted to open this thing and it was a voice of healing which is to hear God. Now here, here's what he would do when he prayed for the sick. He'd get in front of you and he'd wait to hear the angel one would speak to him and tell him what the problem was. He wouldn't just say Lord, heal my brother. He wouldn't do that. Mm. He'd wait and wait and he'd say okay Lord show me you got this problem, you got this problem, this problem you're healed now. Mm. And they would be healed. That's, that's as simple as it was. Mm. He didn't function just in a gift of prophecy. He functioned in the spirit of prophecy. Yeah. Which is different. That means the Holy Spirit is there in presence. Mm. That means that Hebrews 4.12 that knows the thoughts and intents of men's heart. Mm. That's the kind of anointing that was there. Now I'm saying that because that's the kind of anointing God wants here. Okay? Now you're one to transform your community, right? Yeah. You're for marriage and the destiny of business and so forth. How about driving down the street and that spirit of prophecy tell you that building there needs to be used for this. Yeah. God shows it to you. You walk on that property and you begin to declare what that place is supposed to be. Yeah. All right? And what happens, it will start being produced. That's what we do. We train our people to do that. Mm. I get called into businesses all the time like a prophetic business consultant. Mm. Amen. And I walk in there and I walk into the business and I start sitting in every chair. Mm. Like a secretary's chair, a CEO's chair. One, one business, it was a computer company, it was a startup company. And they were struggling. They asked me what's wrong. We can't get going. So 
I sat and I sat in their chairs. I said, here's the problem. You have no administrative anointing in this building. Mm, mm. Everybody has a vision, but nobody knows how to execute anything. Execute. I said, you need to hire executors so that you can finish what you're seeing. Yeah. Now, I knew nothing about the business. Mm. And they all looked at me like, how did this guy know? Mm. Because they, everybody had ideas, but nobody knew how to carry them out. Mm. Right? So that's where God can do it. That's the type of anointing. God wants you guys to have. Thank you, Jesus. So you can do that. You can go into a house and sense what's wrong. Mm -hmm. Knowing what's in that house and that marriage. That looking at it without even knowing anything in the natural. You can begin to speak to those things as though they should be. Not as though they are. They are. That sounds biblical. That Amen. It's got faith, right? We begin to walk that Amen. way. That's, I'm jealous because you have a city that's right for this. Yeah. I'm here. I'm here to steal from you. Yeah. If you don't want it, I'm going to take it. Take right? It. Take it. There's going to be a, I'm going to do a commission here tonight before we leave and ask you to grab what God's doing here. Thank Make you, Jesus. Lord, I want what you have destined here for Amen. me to be here for. Okay? And it's not for selfish gain. It's not for self-exaltation. It's for the glory of God. It's that God wants to bring this spirit in the earth. Now, the missionologists, people who study missions and study moves of God in the earth. Yeah, I can't remember the name. Natasha knows the name of this organization. In studying miracles and revivals from a time of Christ to today. Mm. They studied it. They said the means here in, in, in Durban, Durban had the greatest miracles since the time of Christ. That nobody has had the outpouring that mm. this city had. Mm. Now here's the sad part about it. Many of you, this is the first time you've heard it. Yeah. And everywhere we go in this community, most of the time, it's brand new information. Yeah. And 1951 is not that long ago when you mm. look at the scope of 2,000 plus years. Mm. And that means that somebody's not discerning where the land is. Yeah. Somebody's not walking the soil and saying, what is it? What is it? What's going on here? There was a mall in my city once, and it was dying. The mall was just dying. They couldn't stay in business. They had a lot of crying, etc. And so we took our prayer team. I know y'all do some prayer walks, right? Like yes. Sticks, right? I can thing. pray, yeah. And so we began to walk it. We just walk it. We go every week or so, we start walking it. And I said, Lord, what do you want to do with this building? What's mm. the purpose of this building? The Lord says, I want to give it into my church's hand. Mm. I want my body to own this building. Mm. Mall? Mm. It's massive, a lot bigger than this. Mm. Massive. So we just kept walking. So we started declaring the will of the Lord. Lord, this will come into the hands of the body of Christ. Yes, this will be given to them right now in Jesus' name. Yeah. Anyway, mm. it wasn't long after that a local congregation needed to grow. They needed space. And so they began to request it. And anyway, they basically gave them the entire mall. And for a price, I think the thing they were asking like $30, $40 million and they bought it for $2 million. That to me is like getting mm, it for free. Mm, 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 and get this, that church is thriving today, is doing well. Thank my you, Jesus. Father, my papa goes to that church. Mm. Okay, he's not even my church. It's <laughs> okay. I have, I have an inheritance of that place because yes. I walk those walls. Yes. I walk those walls and I said, Lord, I ask for this to come to the end. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Do you understand everything that's in this community, in this region, God has a plan for it. Yeah. Yes. And it's our job to discover that plan. What is this? It's our job to get in the secret place of the Lord and say, Lord, what is it? Instead of just, I'm not saying it's wrong to do structural things. Hmm. I, 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 administrative things are so needed. But it's a better structure.
shortcut that the Holy Spirit will tell you how to do it and how to get there. Now God can show you something, put something on your heart. Then the, the well here is that you can go deeper and have a deeper revelation about what God has said for them. We do that for our children in our ministry. The Lord gave me a dream last year that we would have five babies in my congregation in one year. Where he told me. And within two or three months, five girls were pregnant. Hmm. I, I didn't put anything in the water or anything. It's just the Holy Ghost took care of it, right? <laughs> and so I had these. And then all of a sudden, we had all these other new members started joining. They all started bringing babies. Hmm. I don't even have enough room in our nursery now for all these babies that are coming in. And I said, Lord, what's up here? What's up here? And it's the birth of a new generation. Hmm. And I want you to raise up a new generation to begin to reestablish what I'm doing in the earth. That's Amen. I get it. So what we do is we take these babies and we've done all that. And, I, and I, I just put their name down. I have prophetic teams. And I said, let's get a word for the Lord for all these children. Mm. And we do this. We've been doing this for 20 plus years. And we get it. And we write out a word. It's probably about that long. It's like a scroll. We write it on a scroll for each one of those children. Mm. We've been doing it so long now that many of these children are grown. They're in their 20s now. Some of them have children of their own now. Mm. And they'll tell me. They'll come to me all the time. Because they make their parents put on the wall and pray over it. Mm. They just pray over the prophetic words of their mm. child. They pray every night over And some of those kids that come to me all the time said everything in that prophecy has come to pass. Jesus. Because why? Because we kept praying into the heart of the Father yes, for that Lord. child. Oh, now, and that's something I really believe that that is here. That we need to raise up the next generation mm. in this city that will begin to take back what the promises are over this community. Yeah. And you are just going to be birthers. I kept feeling this about this ministry when I walked in here. This is going to be a house of birthing. You're going to begin to birth new ideas, innovative mm. ideas. Businesses yes. are going to come out of here as well. Jesus. There's, there's all sorts of ideas that are here that are just percolating right mm. now. I know you're getting to know each other. You're starting to come into relationship. Yeah. There's going to be something like that. Mm. When Israel was in captivity in Babylon, in Jeremiah, I think it's 29, uh, the Lord told them that you have a responsibility to pray for the welfare of your of the community, yeah. even when you feel like you're in exile there. Mm. Well, for the Lord said to him, He says, "If they'll prosper, you will prosper." Yeah. So one of the things I do is I pray in my community for business. Mm. I call in business. We ask God to show us what businesses need to be there, and we also ask Him to say, "What business, business need to get out of here?" Yeah. Because we want a habitation for the presence of God. Of I'm tired of a, I, can I say this, an escapism theology. Hey, God, just, just hang on until Jesus comes back. Mm. No, I want Jesus to come back and look at my community and say, wow, that looks a lot like heaven. Amen. Does that sound biblical? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. Yes, in heaven. heaven. Hey, so, well, Jesus going to come so I'm going to burn up. Well, until it does, I'm going to be obedient. Until it does, I'm going to build something that looks like heaven. Amen. That's our responsibility. So we call it into being. So you yes, see Lord. the corruption in your city. That's one thing we want to deal with here. Yeah. Uh, is it possible to have corruption here? <laughs> yeah. My city does. Hey. You know? I, I once had a businessman in my church. They, he had some property and then uh, a local uh, train company had trains. They wanted to buy dirt from him to build a new facility. They got paid one million dollars. Hmm. But we needed a zoning change. John zoning. Yeah, zoning, zoning you know rezoning, yeah. 
And so I went to a guy that worked in that area. I said, look, we need to talk to the commissioner about getting the zoning change. He said, oh, they'll help you. It'll cost you. Hmm. I said, what do you mean? You got to pay. I said, well, this is 2000, you know, 16, 17. I said, that don't happen anymore. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, it does. I didn't believe him. And he says, on top of that, you got to pay all the churches in that area because they're all part of the system. And I said, that is not true. I do not believe that about my community. Mm. He said, okay. And he laughed at me. So he said, I'll schedule a meeting for you. So I met this pastor, and he came with a entourage. We had lunch. And we told him, look, we need the zoning change. My brother here is a brother of the Lord. Y'all are brothers. God really wants the blessing. But we need this zoning change. And uh, we were told that you could help us. And they said, yeah, the commissioner goes to our church. Mm. We got her in our back pocket. Mm. So we get the vote for you. Mm. I said, thank you, man. I was excited. <laughs> I said, thank you. And he says, now let's talk about what y'all going to give us. Mm. And I said, uh, what do you mean? He goes, do you have a plan of your property and you know, plans? And, I, and the guy did. So we pulled him out. We rolled him out. And he started looking. He said, yeah, I can build some houses here. And he started plotting his plan on my brother's property. Mm. And he said, no, this is my property. He said, you need the vote, don't you? Oh. And I said, are you serious? Mm. And this guy said, yeah, I'm serious. Mm. And I said, and we got mad. We just got mad. We just rolled it up. We walked out of there. We're not going to do that. You know, we're not going to play that game and give into that corruption. And I called the friend that warned me. I said, I can't believe that. He said, yeah, I had to pay $25,000 to a lawyer that did no work just mm. so I could get that done. Mm. And that's today, Okay. So that corrupts my said, That's Trading. not going to stop. Mm, mm, mm. I, I didn't get just mad. I got mad at the devil. Yeah. And I said, that's got to stop. And I found out the city councilman that was behind it all. And I found out the officials that were behind it all. So we went to prayer. Mm. And we said, God, that's got to stop. Yeah. And we began to pray. And that man was a lawyer. That guy, he had to pay $25,000. He was a city councilman. And he was a lawyer. And we began to pray. And he got disbarred. From, the, from being a little lawyer and he lost his license. Yeah. He yeah. couldn't operate anymore after he started yeah. praying. Yeah. Okay? So I, I can say God can get even. Yeah. I don't need to. God can get even. That guy got removed from office. We started getting other people in. My brother got his property blessed in another way. Somebody came and bought it. He got all his money back anyway. Mm. I want you to understand that. When the devil steals, God will get it back to you in another in way. Jesus so name. don't worry about that. Thank there, there's, you, Lord. Just tell this story. Because I guarantee that's some of that goes on here. Thank you, Jesus. Am I, am I telling the truth? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We don't want to have systematic corruption. Yes. What walks with us in our ministry is the winds of change. Amen. I want to say that. Mm. I believe I've come here bring the wind to change. And one thing this spirit does is it uproots corruption. Yeah. It removes it, it reveals it, it lets it be known. Yes, when Lord. we pray here in a few minutes, I want to pray that that thing gets to release. We're going to do it yes. again tomorrow night with the village group. We're going to do the same thing. Every time I come here, I keep hitting this thing. Because yeah. I'm not going to stop. I'm going to be a warrior. And I'm fighting for you guys. Jesus. I'm fighting for your purpose here. Because you're not going to be fulfilled until everything about this area is walking in what it's supposed to in be. Order. In order. Yes. And so your responsibility is being synced with God. Yes, Getting Lord. Getting in rhythm with God. Oh, you know, God. that's what it means when it's met to the righteous man or the order of the Lord. It's like a sync. One of the words in the Hebrew is it's like a drumbeat. 
It gets in a rhythm. You know, you start walking. You know how that is? You keep hearing God real good. Everything starts working well. Mm -hmm. It's because you're in sync. Yeah. And when you're out of sync, it's because you're not on the path that God has you for or the enemy's blocking the way. Mm -hmm. Like in Daniel, you had to deal with that issue. Yeah. What I love, though, when we do identification repentance here, we repent for the sins. So mm -hmm. you're not the one that's corrupt, but you live in Durban. You repent for the sins of the corruption of the, and the sin. Yeah. You know, Daniel 9, just go study Daniel 9. Mm -hmm. You understand that whole process of doing that. And begin to identify that Daniel didn't do any of those sins. Yeah. And yet he said, we have sinned, Lord. Yeah. Israel has sinned. Yeah. And he identified with it in humility. And God honored that. And what I love about that prayer in Daniel 9 is the Lord, you know, he finally gets to the end. He asked for the final request of the Lord. And the Lord said, from, Lord said, from the minute you started praying, hey, there was movement. Mm. And I want to say that to you. We've been praying now here for how many years? A few years now. From that moment on, there's been movement. There's been movement. From Amen. the moment we started declaring stuff in this city. Amen. Things have, and here's a, and my friend, and, uh, just my baby my baby girl that had the baby. What's her first name? She had the baby girl. I prayed over her. Yeah. I prayed over her. Uh, I had a prophecy for her that she was going to get pregnant and have a baby. I didn't know she was unable to have a baby. And uh, she was 42 years old when she had this baby. She actually got pregnant. I came back eight months later, mm. and she was pregnant. Oh. And so God gave her, and the Lord told me the things that have been dormant in the barrenness of this area. Jesus. She was a type and a shadow mm. of what God's doing here. When it seemed like we missed our time, mm. God's going to birth something new here. Yes, Lord. And she tells me the story, but the first time I met her, that her grandfather or uncle, I can't remember what it was, one of them was healed in those meetings at Great Oh, Day. my goodness. So that little baby girl is a testament, is a testament of the healing grace and the power of God. And she's going to walk this and that. She's a precious little girl, too. And she's mine. I just love her. She has a precious heart. And God's going to use her in a special way. But she, every time I look at her, I'm going to say, there's the answer. God, you're birthing something new here. Somebody who was barren. The spirit in this city that was barren. We broke it open and we brought fertility to this area. And I want to prophesy right now. Lord, we're going to begin to birth new things here. We're going to birth new things and life is coming. We say, Lord, this area is ripe. It's ripe to be pregnant with the things of God. Lord, I pray, Father, within each one of our spiritual wounds, but we say, open our wounds and let us Come, that we become pregnant with the things of God. That we get to birth the very things that you put within each one of us. Yes, we speak Lord. over kingdom, embassy, house. Yes, and we Lord. say, Lord, this house is, is, is fertile, Lord, to receive the seed of heaven. Yes, and we Lord. ask for the seed of heaven to come in this room right now. Oh, and for the passion of the Holy Spirit to come and begin to do what it's called to do. And then, oh, I kept hearing this Lord said, this house will have an affiliation with other houses. Yeah. I kept hearing that. It's almost like it's not its not going to be like a governmental thing. It'll be a Holy Spirit relational affiliation. And in the affiliation, you're going to begin to knit yourself together with the parts that you need. And so you're going to be knitly feet fit together in such a way that your lack will be fulfilled by your affiliation with the body in this area. The Lord will bring favor to this house in such a way that there'll be a drawing of those that need to affiliate with you. Don't go structure and don't go religious on it, the Lord says. Just trust me that it's just a relational affiliation. And in the relationship, it's going to burden new things. Hey. Hallelujah. Okay. So that's one thing I want to say this. 
going to have in this house, and I kept hearing this as well before I came, uh, there's a sound here. Mm. Now we all have a sound. Mm. It, it, our sound is the DNA that God made us with. Uh, I have a prophetic sound. The prophetic, right? That's my sound. You have your sound. Whatever your sound is. There's intercession in this house. It's intercession in our sister. This lady's crazy. Uh, this, this lady, I saw her in the spirit. I said, this woman will do anything that the Holy Spirit says today. Even when people scratch their head and go, she's lost her mind. And I believe in it. I love prayer walking. I've been doing prayer walking and journey for a long time. I'll give you a story. In my city, right near my city, uh, there's there was these what we call mounds. Uh, they're uh, they're ancient. They're from thousands of years ago when there were people groups there that lived in those areas, and they were heathens. They were uh, they were into witchcraft, mm. child sacrifice. Mm. They, they've done studies in America, and this is some of the oldest places in North America. Mm. They believe they trace some up to the time of Moses. Mm. That's how old it is there, and they they found where they had the child the sacrifice and idolatry worship. Anyway, and they named this place, a historical place, they named it Poverty Point. Mm. I don't know why they named it that way, but that's what they named it, Poverty Point. Mm. And we felt the Lord said, go there and pray. So we, stood, we took a team over there and we started praying. Everything in that region was impoverished. Mm. All people, the, the people were in poverty, abortion was high, crime rates were high. Mm. It's one of the darkest areas of the state where I live. And so we started praying. We repented for the sins that occurred on those lands. We took Native Americans, which would be like your Kosa people. Yeah. We took those type people with us, and they yeah. repented for the, the, the First Nations and for the First People groups that were there. We repented for those things. And so we started covering that. We started just probably, and then we, we left, and we come back a couple months later, we start praying again. And the Lord gave us a prophetic word. He said, I want you to rename this place. Yeah. And I said, okay, we'll rename it. He said, what do you want to name it, Lord? And he said, I want you to name it Prosperity yeah. Point. So we did. Now, this is a national site. We have national signs there in Poverty Point. Everything. So it's well known in the nation. So we start declaring, this is no longer Poverty Point. It is Prosperity Point. And we speak life over this place. Yes, Lord. Within a few months, a developer came to that area and put a lake in there and started building wealthy homes in that area mm. right after that. Mm. Next thing you know, businesses started running there, just started being attracted to that entire yes. area. Begin to drive out the poverty, the drugs, everything. We saw abortion rates go down. We saw crime rates go down. Mm. We began to change the whole atmosphere mm. of that area by praying and declaring that very thing. Yeah. Why? Is anything special about us? No. What was special was what the Lord had in store for that place. That which was special, all he needed was a people to come listen to it and release their sound there. And therein lies a problem in the church of Jesus Christ. We stay in our walls and we need to walk our streets. We stay in our walls and we don't get a heart for what's going on in the welfare of our community. We've got to get a heart for that because when the city prospers, mm. God's name is exalted. Because God. there's only one form of prosperity, true prosperity, and that's in Christ. Yes. You can have corruption. It looks like prosperity, but it will always fail. Mm. Long-term prosperity has to be tied to Jesus Christ. Amen. And so I want to, I want to encourage you to begin to do that and begin to believe for that long-term outpouring of the Spirit. Thank so you, Jesus. So we walk places like that, and I think that's part of your ministry. Mm is to have a heart for that that you begin to where do we need to go pray Lord? And we do that. Like in our community, if we notice like 
there's a one intersection of traffic where there's a lot of deaths, no. car wrecks, and people dying. No. Well, we know there's a spirit of death in that, in that intersection. Yeah. So we go start praying. Yeah. You know, we get in there, we break the spirit of death. Amen. Usually we find there was an accident or a murder or something happened in that area, and we repent for it, we break it, and all of a sudden the wreck stops happening. Does anybody have to know we're doing that? No. They don't need to know that. We're just blessed because our reward is eternal. Our reward, if you get your reward here now, you get it. If I'm doing to get rewards now, when I get rewarded, I'm done. When I come before the Lord, He doesn't have to reward me because I've got it here. That's why we store up stuff in heavenly places. And so I want you to know this. I felt like this ministry could be covert. That makes sense. Covert, like a secret. In a yes. sense, uh, these type of things you're going to do under, under, under the radar. Mm. Or you're going to go and do things under the radar. Mm. People won't even know you're doing it. Mm. But when you do it, it'll start prospering. And you're going to know that the Lord did it. And you're going to give glory to God. So I encourage you to do that. Don't feel like you have to get your name in your paper just because you do something. Amen. Just, just say, okay, I'm going to do this to the glory of God. You do those very things. We pray in places all the time where nobody knows. Like when, when, when he took me in Yale City Hall, we were just there in September. We did the same thing again. We went in there and prayed again. And uh, there was some Islamic stuff going on there. And we said, we got to deal with this. Yeah. We got to stop some of this stuff. So we started dealing with that. Now the Muslims don't understand. Why is it not working anymore? How come we're not having a favor anymore? And they don't know that the Holy Spirit went in there and took care of business. Yeah. Right? And that's what we want. We want that thing where we're in a battle against uh, not flesh and blood with powers and principalities and dark places and high places. That's what we're dealing with. Yeah. And your job, that's your job as a church here and, and affiliate with the other bodies of Christ here that have that same passion. Y'all yeah. are a tribe, right? We're all tribes in the body of Christ. I always tell people, how do I know? They ask me, what church should I go to? I said, find your tribe. Yeah. So you're looking for a sound. Mm. When you hear that sound, like, that's my sound. Mm. I'm connecting with that sound. Mm. And then you start sending that sound out. And when people hear that sound, then I hear that. I hear that. Mm. I, I can align with that. In the, in the times of Israel, the times of battle, there was a group, uh, Judah was a tribe. They were always the first tribe to go out in war. Uh, and Jesus is from the tribe of Judah. So for us, and they asked, you know, we're, we're Gentiles who came into the kingdom. But in the, in the tribes of Israel, Judah was the tribe that gathered all the, 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 the new people. If you weren't Jewish and you would come into the faith of, of, of God of Abraham, you became part of the tribe of Judah. They were a wandering tribe. And so they would always gather people. So I know you and I here are from the tribe of Judah. That's who we are. What, you know what Judah is? What, what Judah is? The first guy in the Bible that ever repented. That's the first guy that ever did in the Bible recorded was Judah. Yeah. He repented for his sins and God restored him. And that's why we're part of that. We repent for our sins and Jesus is our, is our leader of our tribe so we get to come in. Amen. That's why we come into Amen. that tribe. Amen. Uh, and so your gift, your gift in Durban is repentance. That's your gift here. Mm. Repent for the stuff you're seeing going on here. Mm. Now I understand y'all meet in a former Islamic prayer room, or is mm -hmm. it still? It's yeah, still? it's in the corner there. Uh, we'll show you. That's where we are yeah, every Sunday. Okay. Mm. Is it still used by the Muslims? No, not no, any longer. It's where we gather yeah. on Sundays. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's that's taking back what the enemy had, yeah. right? Yeah. We're getting it back and restoring it. A lot of people say, "Oh, don't go in there; it's demonic." Yeah. No. Here's the truth. Here's the spiritual truth. 
Darkness has never overwhelmed light yes. in the history of the universe. Yes. Ever. Light always overwhelms darkness. Amen. And so we can't be scared to go into the enemy's camp yeah. and say that belongs to the Lord. Yeah. We've got to have that back. Because the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And all those that dwell there in some yeah. the So we know it belongs to the Lord. So everywhere I go, the devil's got that area. We're going to stay over here. Oh. we got to get past that. Yeah. And have a passion to start taking back what, what is the Lord's. We have to go for it with all our heart. So I want to say this. Judah was the first to go forth. They would carry forth the ark or they'd go out against the enemy. And then what they had, Judah represents praise. That's what his name means as well. It represents praise. Mm. And so your praise is going to go forth. And when it goes forth, there's a sound that goes forth and lets the enemy know that the Lord is coming. And yeah. I really believe you're called to do that. Mm. I mean, it means also to have your arms extended in adoration. Mm. And it also means to cast and shoot an arrow. And I really believe the sound of this house is supposed to shoot an arrow and cast a sound and be the first Jesus. to go out of the battle. Speak. And then, then what would happen? The next tribe would come and be called Issachar. Mm. And Issachar was a, was a tribe that did the times and seasons. Yeah. They were the prophetic. So here's yeah. what happens. When you release praise, the mm. prophetic will follow. Mm. So as we, we declare it and we sing and we worship and we declare prayer and praise, then Issachar's spirit anointing comes and we get prophetic. Mm. God saying, do this, do this, do that. And then the third tribe that going to battle was a tribe called Zebulun. Zebulun. And Zebulun would bring the provision for Israel. They mm. brought in the wealth. They brought in everything that they needed to accomplish what the Lord said he was going to do. Mm. So here's what's going to happen. You guys are going to start releasing your sound and praise. Mm. Then the prophetic's going to come, tell you what to do and where to do it, and then the provisions come. Amen. I'm prophesying to you right now. Amen. I'm prophesying to this house. But Amen. I'm also prophesying to you individually. This is how this system has not changed mm. since God birthed it in Israel some 4,000 years ago. It has not changed. Didn't Chuck Pierce just come here? Was Chuck just here recently? Chuck, yeah, yes, it was, yeah. This is his message. Yeah. And he was just here releasing that same message. Mm. He's actually my apostle. I'm underneath him. So I'm following him here. Mm. We're, we're building up. We're going to follow Amen. up what God's doing in this community. Mm. So now I want to own it. We're, we got to be out here at 7. So I want to do this. I want to get a covenant promise from you guys. That you're going to covenant to go after what God said this region yes. and this city is for. Can I get an Amen. Amen. So I want you to pray with me right now for the covenant this way. Mm. This should be Lord Jesus. Lord, Lord Jesus. Jesus. We agree with the prophetic purpose of Durban. We agree with the prophetic purpose of Durban. And we want to participate with that purpose. And we want to participate with that purpose. Lord, we covenant with you tonight. Lord, we covenant with you tonight. And we're going to do what you say to do. That we're going to do what you say to do. And we're going to participate with what you tell us to do. And we're going to participate with what you will tell us to do. You are our partner. You are our partner. We are your servant. We are your servants. We want to be the bride. We want to be the bride. We want you to be our bridegroom. And we want to be your bride. Lead us. Lead us. Guide us. Guide us. And empower us. To fulfill the mandate upon our lives. To fulfill the mandate upon our lives. Over this region. 
and over this region. We declare the kingdom embassy house. We declare that kingdom embassy house is a house for the Lord. Is a house for the Lord. Submit this ministry to your guidance. We submit this ministry to your guidance and to your direction. Everything that we do and everything that we do. And we solemnly receive this covenant tonight. And we solemnly receive this covenant tonight. And we walk in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. That's perfect. Yeah. And then, uh, do they like to or please and run us out? Do do? Yeah. We'll see. Can we'll you see? see? <laughs> Can uh, we just see? You want to say anything before I start? Um, you want to say anything? <laughs> no, Papa, so then just uh, get going. Yeah. Okay. But we, we agree with that covenant in the prayer. Good. Amen. Partner with the Lord in the, in the prayer. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I went to Botswana, I think, last year. Was it last year we were there? A year and a half ago or so, we went there. The Lord told me that uh, I had a guy in Germany. Now, this, I have an angel that comes with me. I'm not bragging. He, he comes with a lot of people, not just me. Mm. It's called the Winds of Change. Mm. And he told me he was coming here. Mm. And I said, okay, so I feel him here. I know he's here. He's appeared to me numerous times. Mm. We've seen many things happen here by the Spirit. Okay, mm. so I know he's here this time. So I had a friend, a guy in Germany. I'm preaching in a meeting. He walks up to me and goes, uh, you know, I had this weird dream. Can you help me? I said, sure. He goes, I see this angel called the Winds of Change. Now, he didn't know I'd been working with it for years. And he said, it's outside the borders of Botswana. Mm. And he wants to bring this change. Da, 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 all of Botswana. He goes, I have no clue where Botswana is. I don't want to go to Botswana. I'm just giving you this dream. I don't know why. I said, I know why. I said, I got to go to Botswana. That's why. I knew nothing about Botswana. This is, it has an unusual name. That's all I knew, right? So we planned a trip, and we go. You went, didn't you? Your brother, you went. I can't remember how went. Yeah, he went. He got loaded there. That's good. So we, we, we went through this whole thing. We go there, and we had a word for the nation. And I want to honor this. Because we went there, and they, they had, took us to a meeting. The first meeting I didn't know about, about 60 people, leaders. And I didn't know anything about it. And I said, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. Oh, these are the leaders of the church of Botswana. Mm-hmm. They want to hear the word of the Lord. Mm-hmm. I said, I've never seen this before. Mm. We had denominational heads in there, top leaders of, the, of every uh, movement of God there. And they said, please share the word of the Lord. Mm. And so I did. I shared what the Lord told me he's going to do for their nation and that what he wanted to do. And at the end, they stopped. And they had an open debate whether that was the word of the Lord or not. Oh, my goodness. I was scared. I'm like, oh, my mm. gosh. What? I've never seen this kind of protocol before mm. where they actually judge the word. Mm. Okay. That sounds biblical. 
And they did. They sit around, and then by the end of their debate uh, discussion, they said, "We believe this is the word of the Lord." And they stood up the top, uh, the top denominational leaders. They said, we, "We see you as a man of God, and we release you to have authority in our nation to prophesy in our nation." I've never experienced anything like that before, ever. Then when I go into a church, the pastor would get up and say, "Our father said to listen to this man and listen to the word of God." I had immediate authority. Living into speaking the lives. And so when I started prophesying personally at the end, they did another thing. At the end, they made each person stand up and say if that was the word of the Lord or not. I was like, I was scared, man. I'm like, Jeez. You know, and I've never seen a, a protocol better than what they use in Islam. And now we're seeing transformation in that nation. We're seeing movement in that nation. I want to see that in South Africa. Yes, no. I want to see some of that nonsense. Judging the word of God. Yes. I, I submit these words. I ask that everything be recorded tonight and be judged. Yes. Because we want to be obedient to the Lord. Yes. I want to just release that because some, we got some level of impartation when we went there. And I just want to give that to you. Yes. That this house would be used to judge the word of God. Oh, and be used in a mighty way to do that. The prophetic heavens over this room, over the individuals here, Lord. Uh, and as it, those who you show me to pray over, yes. I pray that, Lord, your voice would come to them yes. in such a way it should transform their lives mm. and use them in the, in, the, in the Spirit of the Lord. We oh, thank you for that. In Jesus' name. Okay, here's what I do in my gift. I just see a little lights over certain people. God, it's not that God doesn't love everybody, but He has a season to get a word into yes. people. Yes. Uh, if you don't get a word tonight, that means you need to finish the ones that you already had. <laughs> And I'm that didn't go over well. Yeah. But you, you understand still what I'm got, saying? Still got work to do. Just go with what you have. Yeah. Some, some Christians have so many words. I'm telling you, I had one little girl came up to me one time. She said, Lord, I need a word from the Lord. And I had a vision. I saw her a piece of paper. She had all these words. Mm. The Lord said, tell her to do the ones I've already given her. Mm. And I gave it to her and she started laughing. She goes, I knew he was going to say that. Uh. <laughs> she wanted to hit the lottery so that she didn't have to do those words. Mm. Right? <laughs> Just give me the lottery. I get it all at one time. I don't have to work out. First Timothy 4. Go read it. First Timothy 4. When I give prophetic words, we train. I do prophetic schools. So we train. First Timothy 4. Paul telling Timothy at the end of that chapter to take pains and be absorbed the prophetic words over your life. You can't just expect them to happen. You have to participate in them. Yeah. If God says to go to the nations, the first thing you need is a passport. Yeah. You can't just sit there, God say, take me to the nations, and you don't even have a passport. Mm. You've got to participate with it. You've got to do some things. Start studying. Start showing yourself approved. Okay. Do whatever it takes. That's what Paul tells Timothy yeah. in that place right here. So when I give you a word tonight, I'm also giving you a responsibility. Mm. It's not just a word. You've got to do what God says to do. You've got to participate with it. Are y'all with me? Amen. Mm. Father, I thank you. Brother. Are you ready, brother? The Lord said, Are you ready? What's your name? Victor. Victor. Lord said, are you ready? You've been searching for a long time. When I said to find your sound, you've been searching for your sound. You've been searching for your place, placement of where you fit and how you function. Uh, you've been burned by many leaders in the past. Uh, some of them, have, you have a real spirit of mercy and some of them have abused it. They've used it uh, for their own gain. And uh, it actually made you where you didn't want to trust for a season. Mm. And you're just now getting your trust back. Mm. And the Lord said, don't worry about it. I'm gonna, you can just trust me. I'm going to take care of you. Mm. 
because there's a, there's an administrative gift in you of, of administrating the prophetic. Uh, you're going to be able to hear the prophetic and go, I know what that looks like, and begin to put it together. And so God's going to have you, you're a planner, and you're going to make the plans of heaven. And I saw the Lord begin to download stuff into you like a software program of how to take what God is saying and bring it into the earth. And to begin to network and bring the right pieces together. Because I saw you sitting in a room and go, you need to do this, you need to do this, and you need to do this. You have a real gift of uh, uh, delegation. Yeah. And beginning to delegate and get others to do the work. Because you, you know you can't do it all by yourself. Mm. And you need everybody to pull their weight. Mm. And the Lord said you're going to give you authority to begin to speak into others' lives. To get them to walk in what God has for their lives. Mm. And there's going to be a real father anointing on you. Uh, to be like a spiritual father and a mentor. I kept seeing that. You're going to be a team leader as well. You already are. But it's going to actually grow. Your, your leadership in that area. So, Father, I thank you for victory, you, which is a short term for victory. And I declare that. Mm -hmm. He's going to walk in victory. He's going to lead others into victory, Father, yes, according to your word. In Jesus' name, we yes, thank Lord. you for that. Thank okay. You. What's your shirt name? Rock. I like that. Mm. What's your name? Nombi. Naomi? Naomi. Okay. Well, you're very precise. Uh, very, uh, everything's in order. And the Lord said, I'm going to bring real order in your life like you've never had before. Mm. There's some chaos around you that's not your own doing. It wasn't your fault. And there's some chaos that created around you. There, there's some family members that think you're crazy <laughs> as, as what you're going after in the things of the Spirit. And they think you need to, you need to settle down and do different things. There's a lot of voices in your life that are not the Lord. It's okay. God allowed you to be in that family and to be in that arena and have those influences around you because He's testing you to see if you'll be obedient to the Lord regardless of what others are saying. Mm. This is a season the Lord said to root yourself deep in the foundations. For the Lord said, I want to establish you deep in my word and my ways. For I have a great plan for you to take you to a new place and a new season and a new time. Don't forsake or don't don't be discouraged by how slow things are moving right now. It's okay. There's a renewing of your mind and a healing in your mind. There's some trauma that came to your mind, some things that have some events that happened to you in your, in your younger years and put trauma in your mind. And the Lord said, I'm going to heal the trauma. I'm going to heal the mind. And so you're going to start thinking differently. I saw Romans chapter 12 sitting over your life right now. And then you can do is renew your mind. You're going to know the perfect will of God for your life. No. Don't be in a hurry right now. This is a season like if you go to people going to war, you can stay home to be healed. Because uh -huh. It's not the time to go to war yet. But the day is coming where you're going to be a great warrior. And you're going to have a great warrior gift inside of you. And I saw your hands being used. You're going to give your hands to create. Mm. And the Lord's going to use your hands in creative ability. Just inventive ideas and ways are in your hands. So, Father, I thank you that her name means health, Lord. I thank you that she's going to bring help and healing to many. I declare that, Father. It's on you that you place that rock, okay? You think that makes sense to you? Okay. I love when the Holy Spirit has to right? Okay, Mama, what's your name? Yvonne? That's okay, we'll still love you. Y'all are together? Mm. I heard this woman of justice. Mm. I wouldn't want to mess with you. <laughs> I mean, you're like a general. She's like mocking, you know? That's what I kept saying. And so, 
uh, you're a general and you have a passion for righteousness to prevail. Mm. And the Lord said you're going to have a message of righteousness. Mm. Not only with your words, but with your walk. And people are going to walk and when you get around and oh, we better straighten up. Mm. And it's not, it's a fear of the Lord that you bring. And the Lord said you're going to bring the fear of the Lord even to heathens. Mm. Even to corrupt officials. Mm. The Lord said you're going to come across the corrupt officials. Mm. And you're going to have a relationship with them. You maybe just have a coffee with them or something. And they're going to feel uneasy around you. Mm. And I actually saw them starting confessing their sin to you. Mm. And you're not going to do it to uncover them, but you're going to do it to heal them. Yeah. God's going to give you the grace to heal both of you guys. He's going to use you to bring healing to corrupt leaders who are only functioning corruption out of fear. Not out of necessity. They feel like they're going to lose position if they don't function that way. Because they don't trust the Lord to keep them in position. And the Lord's going to give you a grace and a counsel that's going to bring the spirit of might with it. And I kept seeing that spirit of counsel and might. Now what that represents right now is the Lord's going to show you something. And then when you see it and declare the spirit of might, it's going to come behind you. So like if you see somebody being healed in your mind and how it's going to happen, you just declare it and then the spirit of might will come and heal the person. It's almost like the dual anointing that's going to sit upon your life. And but the spirit of the counsel of the Lord is going to come to you. He's going to tell you secrets. He's going to tell you secret things that are going on behind closed doors. And you're going to have different dreams are going to start falling on you. And you're going to see things. You're going to see things long before they happen. And you're going to be able to prevent some things. You're going to be able to declare some things. God said that's your walk. And you're walking even as a little girl. Your mom and dad had their hands full with you. <laughs> and there were some unhealthy things even in your childhood mm. that didn't work out right. I'm telling you, I don't want to tell you what I'm seeing, but it's just some unhealthy things. Mm. But I'm telling you, God's going to restore everything Jesus. that the enemy meant to steal from you, even as a child. And not only that, you're going to be used to help children in this next generation. Mm. And that, that anywhere there's been a, a, a misuse of authority around them, going to bring alignment to them. Mm. And I kept hearing that. The Lord said you're going to be one who brings alignment to things. Things that are out of alignment, you're going to bring them back into alignment. Mm. And by the word of the Lord, and you're going to have this open. People think you're too hard. I'm telling you, it's not that. You have this great love. You have this demand that they walk in what God said they're going to walk in. You're going to put a demand on the Spirit, and the Spirit's going to begin to operate with you and through you in such a way. You're moving from, from uh Travail and crying out to declaration and proclamation. Okay? So, and not saying you still won't travail and cry out, but there's a, uh, there's a declaration and proclamation gift that's coming to you. And what you used to pray for for hours, you'll declare in one second and it will happen. That's the difference. It's, it's, a, whole shape, it's a whole shape shift thing for you. You're going you're to shift in the shape of things that you do. Father, I declare that right Jesus. now. Now. One last thing. There's a gift to break off. Generational witchcraft. And uh, really uh, deep, deep things in our family units. You're going to have to make, especially those in this house. Mm. If y'all have dark stuff happen in your house, you need to bring her to your house. Mm. In the sense that she's going to smell it out. Mm. And she's going to break generational witchcraft. It's going to sit in our homes and families for generations. Jesus. A warrior for the glory. Mm. A warrior for the glory. They call you Pastor Aaron. <laughs> they call you something. <laughs> yes, right. What's your first name? Zebra. Gifts. <laughs> yeah. Mm.
Yeah, I saw you as very agile and able to move in and out of places, navigating. Mm -hmm. You have a real gift to navigate. You, you're, you're quiet when you need to be quiet, and you're vocal when you need to be vocal. Mm -hmm. And the Lord's given you that gift. So you'll be in arenas where it's time to be quiet, but you're gathering information. Mm -hmm. And in that information gathering, you come back with a plan. Mm -hmm. God's going to give you strategy. I kept seeing you as a strategist. Somebody's going to begin to plot and plan the ways of God. Mm -hmm. And then make a, 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 a voice. You're going to have a voice once the plan's laid out. And there's this thing that the Lord said, you're going to lay out more and more vision in the days ahead. And it's going to gather. It's like a flagpole. You're going to throw up a flag, and everybody's going to see that flag, and they say, that's the vision I want to be here. Mm. And so they're going to be drawn to the standard that you guys walk in here. Mm. Where there's a standard of righteousness and holiness mm. that's a passion of your heart. It's really a passion. Mm. It's to see the holiness of God in the earth. Mm. The Bible says that you won't see the face of God unless you have holiness. Mm. And the Lord said, you're going to raise up a generation of people that will see the face of God. Mm. Will begin to have encounters with the Holy One of Israel. Mm. And they're going to begin to have encounters with it so much so, it's going to be transformative in their life. And it'll begin to transform their entire being. Mm. Their entire being. Mm. Yeah. And the Lord said, in the past you linked arms with others and you gave your heart to them. You gave your soul to them. And yet they didn't, they weren't willing to walk it out with you. They would walk it to a certain level and then they'd leave you. They'd leave you alone. And then you'd say, well, I thought we were doing this together. And no, when the time got hard, they walked away. But the Lord said, that's going to change in the season ahead. I'm going to start linking people with you that will keep walking with you all the way until the vision is fulfilled. Amen. And there's going to be a fulfillment of it. Now, there's a resource coming to you that you don't even know about yet. Uh, and, and it's okay. Don't worry about it. It's going to come. You're going to look at it. Well, that can't be a resource. The Lord said, yes, it is. Mm -hmm. There's going to be something that's going to come to you. You're going to think there's no way that's going to bring resources. And all of a sudden, it's going to start birthing resources. Mm -hmm. It's going to be reciprocal because it's going to be like the widow's woman's oil. Mm -hmm. You just keep pouring it out and you keep being filled. Mm -hmm. That's what's going to happen. There's going to be a whole anointing. You're going to keep doing the same thing God tells you to do, but it's going to keep getting full. Mm -hmm. There's a fullness of time that's coming in your life right now. Both in your wife and this ministry, the fullness of time. Thank you, Jesus. In other words, the bowls got full of intercession and they're being poured out on the earth right now. Mm. So the heart and bowl, that's what I heard. The worship and the bowl, the prayer. This house will be a house of worship and prayer. Mm. It will be both. It'll be a house of declaration. It'll be a house of, of getting before the Lord and hearing his face and making those declarations. And then bringing the Holy Spirit uh, and the holiness of God into this city. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Yes. There it is. Uh, there's going to be a strong deliverance anointing on this ministry. Amen. And you're going to really function that, brother. Deliverance. What you, you, but you're more the guy that's going to see what's wrong rather than the one to do it. Because you're going to raise up teams. They're going to take devils out. I mean, literally going to take devils out of people's lives. Out of their homes, out of their families, mm. a whole issue there. But God's going to give you a discernment to see it ahead of time. Mm. I declare over you and over this ministry that you have the power to cast out demons. You have the power to deal with powers and principalities as a teach, mm. as one here in the Spirit of the Lord. Mm. And so the Lord said you're going to be like Jeremiah of old. Mm. The Lord said you'll be one who uproots, but you'll also be one who plants. You'll uproot the negative things, but you'll plant righteousness in its place. And I want to pray for your eyes, because God's going to give you new vision. Not for just a plan, but 
vision to see the things of the Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Your brain gets in the way sometimes. Your wife is the one that she's really the spirit person more. You're like, Lord, I don't want that. The Lord says, too bad you're getting it. You're going to start seeing some things like you've never seen before. And you're going to freak out because it's not really been your gift in the past. But it's always been there. The Lord says, this is the season I'm unlocking. And I'm unlocking it right now so you can see the future. You're going to see the future plans of the Spirit and you're going to walk them out. Because you're the one who will walk out what you see. Yes. You'll be like Jeremiah. Lord said, what do you see? He said, I see the branch of an almond tree. He said, you see well. That's what God says of you. You see well. So Father, I think you're going to anoint him and his leadership to direct this house. And what they're called to do today, Father. Thank you for that. In Jesus' name. Does that make sense? Okay. Y'all have quite a pair. Y'all have quite a pair. You're really different. <laughs> really opposite of each other. Mm. Yeah, there's a lot of spark at your house. Yeah. <laughs> iron sharpens iron, right? But it's a good thing. God put y'all together to be a strength of one another. Okay? Yeah, are y'all together? Y'all like each other? Yeah. Um, what's your name? Yeah, you're very cautious. Mm -hmm. 
just begin to say, I know the path of the Lord for you. Mm. You begin to speak life into them in a special way. Mm. And uh, you'd be like a, a, a you know, school counselor type person who mm. just have the counsel to, to know how to put the pieces together, to give the answers to people that have no answers mm. and just know they need to be doing something. And I really feel like that. You're going to have a prophetic gift to begin to speak life into dead things. Mm. Even in humans, there's just dead in their spirit. I saw Ezekiel's bones, the dry bones. Lord, Jesus. I wanted to speak to the dry bones and to put flesh on them. Mm. So there's going to be some things you're going to be given. They're going to be put in your lap and it's not their dead so they can get out. Just a bunch of bones. The Lord said you're going to take dry bones and bring life to it and bring flesh to it. Mm. That goes way beyond just humans. Those are ideas, concepts, things in the spirit. Uh, and I, I don't know, there's something about, I kept seeing those youth around you. There's some anointing on you, really, in such a special way. Mm. And, and not just your children, but I'm telling you, even with you, in such a special way. To a place where they're going to remember you, they're going to trust, you are going to trust your words. Mm. Even uh, though you're older than them, you're going to have the words of wisdom for the youth. Lord, I thank you for this next generation. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. I want to pray for our walking state. We have five minutes left. Y'all, y'all are the kids. Okay. Y'all, that's your mother. She had her hands full when you were a kid, weren't she?
And in your hand, in your hand, I saw a pen. The pen of a ready writer. You're going to write like spiritual legislation. Hmm. Writing documents that legislate in the heavenlies. Hmm. That legislate. Okay, there's the books. There's books in you. This walking stick thing you're doing right now, there's a book in there. Uh, what's birthing now will become a pattern. What's birthing now will rise up and become a movement like it's never been before. And I don't know if you even birthed it, but I just saw you bringing life to it. And there's going to be this whole thing where you're going to be sitting in symposiums, is what I heard. Where you're going to have a voice in symposiums. That to me speaks of the world. That's not the church. And you're going to be speaking things, transformative words will come out of your mouth. And you're going to speak of the end of the earth like never before. You're on track. And you're in sync with the Lord right now. Both of you are. You're in a season where your rhythm is right. Stay in the narrow place. Stay in this humble place. And the Lord will begin to direct you like never before. Get your pen ready. I know we do type, we do computers now, but I'm telling you, journal, journal, journal. Now your dream life is powerful, but the Lord said your vision life is about to increase. You be, you have visions, but it's going to be like you're going to watch movies all the time. You're going to come into place and see movies play out right before you, and all you got to do is say what you just saw, and when you say it, it'll start happening. Movement. I one thing I kept seeing on you is movement, movement, movement. Even in the dance arena, dance and worship. I'm not saying you'll be the one that does it, but you're going to speak it into, you can. But I'm telling you, you're going to speak dance and movement. And know what you don't understand, the movement's going to move things in the spirit. Like you'll, you'll see movement people stopping. And they'll be like, you'll say, everybody stop. And it's going to stop on the head of the enemy. It's like the movement, you're going to actually bring physical to the spiritual. You're going to say what you see, and people are going to walk out what you see, and we're going to see movement in the spirit. Lord, I thank you for this team. Lord, I thank you what you put together. No man will put us under. Okay. The enemy would like to break the strength of the state. But you're going to walk in grace for that right now. There's a grace on you to walk like never before. You know? Yeah, you're around crazy women. Just like her over there, you've got a lot of crazy women around you. You're the same person. You got the sanity, right? You're the other end of the spectrum. They're like flying. You got to put a rope on them and pull them back. Come back. This is the real world down here. They in the real world, and that's okay. They're gonna go get the stuff on the heavenlies, and you're gonna bring it to earth with them.
And I'll tell you, when you give them to the leadership, what's going to happen is you're going to say, I know how to deal with that. I know how to do that. Just like that guy right down there, you're going to know how to put those things together. So there's a whole thing about the prophetic release of that in this house. Okay, are y'all together? Yes. No, they're married. Y'all married? Okay, good. You should like to be here. All right. All right, you're for the next generation. When they're starting, you're going to take on the next generation. You're like phase two. They're phase one, you're phase two. Both of them. I just want to release that over you right now. I release a mantle here. Now you want, you're more radical. Both of you are. Uh, you, you want the supernatural. You want to see God move in supernatural ways like never before. And you're going to see it. You're going to see it in the house, but you're going to see it on the streets. You're going to walk in supernatural ways. Both of you are. In such a way, God's going to dictate your steps. You're going to hear a voice that move history. Go to this place. You're going to go. The signs and wonders are going to break out all mm. around you. Mm. The Lord said you're going to actually be a part of a prophetic, prophetic ministry mm. where you're going to see and hear like never before. Mm. And you're going to train up other prophetic people. Mm. And that's going to be a cry of your heart to get people to hear the, the voice of heaven. Mm. So the voice is coming to your house. I saw your house saturated with worship. I don't know if you play a lot of worship in your house, but I'm just music and stuff. But I kept hearing a lot of worship in your house. Mm. And I saw a lot of dancing, a lot of jumping, a lot of radical warrior shouting, like a voodoo type of thing, you know. It's, it's, uh, it's like you just have this, this thing inside of you that rises up. Mm. And when it rises up, it takes back the miracle. The Lord said, that's one thing you're going to do. You're going to raise up those who are going to heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons. Mm. Heal the leper. Mm. There's going to be a whole thing about you guys training and equipping. That's right. You're being trained and equipped in this season. But the season is coming where you're going to be a trainer and an equipper for the next season, for the next generation. I want to speak that over you, especially if you serve. I'm telling you, I saw you look at kids and young men and look at them now. I saw you looking at them and saying, You're better than what you're walking in. I saw you pull them out of darkness and into the marvelous light of Jesus Christ. Mm. There's, a, there's a gift of evangelism on you, but it's more than evangelism. Mm. It's discipleship. Yeah. It's the disciple of the nations. Mm. But I saw this gift on you with young men, especially with young people, especially. Mm. They, when they hear your voice, they feel safe. Mm. And Lord said, you're going to be a safe house. You're going to be a safe house for them where they're going to share the deepest thoughts of their heart. Mm. And you're not going to condemn them. You're going to call them out of darkness and bring them into light. Mm. Give them a path and a plan for their future. Mm. That's one thing you're going to get together. You better get to really do that like never before. I don't know. I saw you like an athlete. And uh, just a, a strength thing, a strategy for like athletics. You know what I'm saying? Like a game plan of how to beat the enemy. And so you're going to create teams. Like athletic teams. I'm not saying athletic. Oh, you're going to where teams are going to have a strategy how everybody does their position to win the game. Yeah. And that's something the Lord's going to show you. Who needs to be in what position? So the gift of the sermon is going to really be strong on you. Mm. Of putting people in the rightful place. Mm. Alright, sister, here we go. This intercession thing will be about to explode. Amen. And you are intercession. You look so nice and 
quiet, but there's a shout in you. Mm. Uh, there's a voice in you that you can bring down the walls. Mm. And the Lord said, that's what you're going to do. You're going to bring down the walls, mm. the barriers, the things that are holding things back. Mm. And to take the plunder, I decree over you right now, there are going to be many Jericho's that are going the walls are going to fall down. Thank you, Jesus. Deliverance to those who are bound by the walls, the things that are mm. behind the walls. So I just need deliverance over their life. Yes, yes. In Jesus' name. Mm. I wish I could have more time. That's okay. Let's wait for a second. All right. Let me, let me cross out with the whole house. Is that okay to do that? Amen. Everybody stand. So you didn't get a word. Just, I just got to need a drink. Even you guys that are guests here tonight, you're going to get a, there's perfume in the room, there's 
word is has perfume. If you're a guest here, just smell the perfume. And take it in yourself. You can get it for your own life. You can receive it for yourself as well. Prophecy is available to anybody who will grab it. And you will run after it. So Father, I thank you, Father, for the perfume of the word of the Lord that's over this place. Father, they have received me tonight. And so, Lord, you said when people receive you, leave your peace with them. So, Lord, I add my peace to this house. Lord, the peace, the assurance to know that they're going to walk in what you have for them. Lord, I declare that over this team and everything that they're doing right now. In Jesus' name, I seal the word and seal the purpose. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thank you for being here. Yeah. 